Canada. Episode one five zero. This one's all about That's Canada. Way, big one, big one, big one. Uh, episode one fifty three songs podcast. Bob Nastanovich and Mike Hogan here, joined uh, by a special guest. Uh, special guest, a real Canadian. A real Canadian. This is an yeah. episode focused all on songs by artists from Canada, featuring uh, our favorite artist from Canada, Dave Schoonderbeek. Yeah. Welcome, Thank Dave. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Born and much. raised. Born and raised in Canada. It's a pleasure <laughs> to have you join us. We've played you on the show. Bob discovered, I don't know how Bob found uh, your record, but he played it. Uh, I loved it. I bought it. Um, and uh, and then we wanted to have you on and talk about your music and talk about ca- Canadian music. So, welcome. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, where are you sitting, Dave? Are you in Toronto? Like, the, in the inner inner city, I'm uh, I'm Scarborough, which is sort of like uh, the eastern uh, eastern side of Toronto. Is that the cool place to be? Uh, sort of. I mean, downtown's gotten pretty expensive, so uh, yes, it's where a lot of people are uh, migrating these days. Right, it's where the cool people can afford to live. Exactly. Yeah. And how long have you been out in Scarborough? Uh, since 2012, I guess. Oh, it's a long time. Yeah, I grew up, uh, just outside of, uh, Toronto. Um, moved here in, uh, 2000, so. Cool. And you've been playing music since you were, like, a young man? Yeah, pretty much. Not you still aren't. (laughs) Uh, yeah, started, uh, playing, uh, in local bands, um, in the mid nineties, uh, mm. uh, 95. Well, fuck, you're old enough to have done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And sort of been doing it on and off ever since. Um, uh, in the late nineties, I was in a band called Another Blue Door, um, uh, we put out a record called Hollers in 2000, uh, 2004 it came out, uh, on an American label, actually, a small indie label out of New York called Stinky Records. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, so let, band- let me ask you a question about, um, what's going on in Toronto right now, like, obviously... You're ahead of us in terms of your country's response to the COVID-19 virus. Um, so what are things looking like in Toronto in terms of a return to like what you look forward to most, and that's getting on stage and playing your 
you know, fairly new record live. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were, we had a release party booked um, March 21st of 2020, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was just before everything got um, locked Hazy. down. Hazy. Yeah. Yeah. And our, uh, <laughs> our drummer uh, on the record, By Divine Rights drummer, uh, Jordy Dines, who is sort of the the catalyst for putting this uh, record together. Uh, the reason why we did it was he was moving to Newfoundland. So right. it was sort of a borderline, like, should we cancel the show uh, or not? Cause the venues hadn't quite closed yet, but uh, we sort of realized there was a good possibility if he flew in from the East coast, uh, he'd end up being stuck here. For an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, well, it's just the wise thing to do, anyways. I think, like, on the 14th year in this town, Des Moines, I had a DJ night planned, and, like, I remember saying, like, this will be the least significant cancellation of the early Because, like, essentially, <laughs> like, in here, like, everything shut down on St. Pat's. But, like, right. in terms of, like, let it, let it beak, like, this was, like, 2020 was supposed to be, like, like your album, Dave's Kinderbeek, Let It Beak, was supposed to be, the game plan was 2020, so you've pushed that all back. So where do you stand now, like, in terms of getting the show on the road in Canada? Because, like, in this country, we're still at least 100, 120, 150, who knows when mm -hmm. the venues, you know, that hold three to 500 people or 100 to 150 people are going to be doing shows, like, is Toronto like ahead of us in that regard? Not really. Like it's uh, it's really hard to say. You know, people are uh, people uh, the whole time have sort of been tentatively booking dates. You know, three to six months in advance, and then having them canceled again and pushing it back. You know, people are uh, a little bit optimistic in that regard. I think, but. Uh, Realistically, I could see maybe some things starting to happen in the fall. You know? Yeah, so you're thinking like I'm gonna I'll, I, in an ideal world I'll be on stage like October first somewhere. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, well that's that's yeah very very similar. Um, anyways, play it. Play, pick us a song off of that. We played it before several episodes ago, but pick us one that you love off of Let It Beak, and um, we'll give them something to look forward to. Not only in Toronto, but here in the States when the Dave Schooner Beak band gets rolling again. All right. So uh, this song's called Pharmacist Daughter. Um, uh, myself, Dave Schooner Beak with By Divine Right. Toxins within 
to heaven I am riding on horseback Nowhere behind me and nothing beyond Although the desert's dry There is no need for wanting The pharmacist's daughter has given me all Dave Schoonerbeek. So, Dave, um, when you do get the band back on stage and play your first show, will you be playing that song, or have you written like fifty new ones, like Daniel Romano? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. The record, uh, because we weren't um, really a band before this, uh, but the uh, drummer Jory Dines and I had played in bands before. Like a lot of the songs on this record, probably half of them, I'd say. Uh, are um, older songs that I'd played with uh, other bands that hadn't been recorded and released. That's and, cool. So um, it's a comp- it's in, a, in a way, in terms of your own mindset, like it's a bit of a compilation of, of like a few years of work. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and um, again, the plan was for the show because uh, Jordy lives across the country as we were going to fly him in to rehearse to play the show, and we were going to sort of prep another batch to, to record while he was here before he flew back out again. Um, so hopefully... Do you have uh, ammo, man? You've got ammo. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of uh, unfortunate that uh, as much as I try and do uh, stuff by myself at home, uh, I, I sort of do realize that uh, that I need uh, collaborators uh, just to uh, to boost flesh my confidence out. a little bit. Yeah, flesh yeah. things out, you know, because mm-hmm. like, yeah, it is hard. Like, so normally the way you make your songs is like, like as you said, you sit there and you you. One thing I love about the album is that you can hear every word. Like, you're not um, you've reached a point and you're musical output where you want your lyrics to be heard because you feel like it's the strength of your game and, it, and the lyrics are, are great and you can hear all the elements oh that's Which, great that's definitely a lot of uh of uh jose's uh influence jose Contreras, um who when by divine right is playing on their own he's sort of the leader of that band um I'm 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 still very much uh, self conscious about certain things, but he's definitely great at uh, at um, pushing me sort of out of my comfort zone to 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 do exactly that. You know, make sure. How do you do live? Like, so when you play live, like, um, it, is it unnerving for you? Uh, I do find like the when I was younger, it wasn't at all. I, I feel like continuing to do music the older i get uh, the more i think about it the more i do get sort of nervous which is yeah, a little bit odd yeah that is yeah that is reverse 
You think about it more. Yeah, you, you, you get in your own head a bit, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when I was uh, when I was uh, twenty, going to shows, and I'd see a local band, uh, you know, that was in their forties. Uh, you know, maybe I'd, you know, sort of look at it like, what are those guys doing up there? And now, <laughs> now I'm that guy in in my forties, so right. I don't have. The uh, the brevity of youth. Yeah. Oh, so you are. So yeah. So you are feeling like um, you're feeling a little bit old. Something to prove. Yeah, a little bit, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny because like um, you're quite a bit younger than me, and and only you know one or two years younger than Mike. Um, you had me but, at 36 uh, last night, Bob. So I don't know what. You... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you've aged five years since okay. last night's episode. Um, anyways, I love the album. It's uh, Dave Schoonerbeek, Let It Beak, and like um, the best way to acquire it is to go to your Bandcamp page, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the only place it, it's, uh, it's... It's self-release, uh, it's self-release, limited edition of 500 self-release. Exactly. It's great, and it sounds beautiful. I ordered a copy, uh, you sent it out promptly, and I've been playing it a lot since since I got it, so thank you. And again, like we said, it's it's like really from start to finish a really good album. Yeah, solid so, beginning to yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Dave, let's start with your first song that you wanted to bring. You you um, you know having you on, I think, spurred us to focus all on Canadian music. And are you playing all artists that are Toronto based, or are you going all around the country? Uh, everything's Toronto based. Um, yeah, actually two of the artists, uh, are, uh, sort of, uh, the same boat as me, like the same eras and sort of grew up, uh, just east of the city and, and migrated into Toronto around the same time. It's like your peers are playing your hood. Yeah. And, uh, and the other, uh, one is a, a little before my time, but, um, uh, very, uh, influential. Um, that's great. Uh, most people are, would be probably be, uh, more aware of, uh, um, the paths that they've made than, than the music itself. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I'm going to start with, um, one of the best uh, live bands uh, I've ever seen. Um, um, I, I won't get too into it before we play it. You guys can hear it and uh, see what you think. Uh, this is Anagram with uh, I've Been Wrong Before. Cool.
man, that was like the feelies on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> I can see what you mean about them being a good live band, because I can only imagine. Yeah. Frenzy, man. Absolute frenzy. Um, they were... Um, this was their last album, which came out in 2010, I believe. Whoa. Because uh, they um, sound like um, way more like... Um, mid uh, mid to late 80s complete chaos sort of era like oh yeah and um they sort of got pegged uh when they were starting out just because the singer's uh delivery was a little monotone and um uh that's probably not the right word that's not a very uh um <laughs> uh complimentary uh uh, term to choose but a lot of people sort of lump them in as like joy division kind of thing mm. but uh the more music i absorbed uh, sort of you know started picking up on so many other influences that were in there like you know early sonic youth and and uh is it know, all really like ball. Uh, really loud like that like wall of sound loud um the anagram there's a lot of uh more sort of uh uh, groove-oriented stuff, you know, with the bass and drums, but not you just decided to punish. You just decided to punish us with heavy anagram. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I like that. I hear almost hear a little thin white rope too. Yeah, you know, Bob's one of Bob's one of my favorite bands, bands of all yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, the, but that was that was great. I, I really I really like that. I'll have to check out the rest of their stuff. I might just buy the record straight out. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. It sounds like it's not from 2010, though. Yeah, yeah. But like, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's it's. I guess there's you know shades of Jawbox and bands like that that just had these like dual guitar attacks. But um, that might have been a, a three guitar attack. Could that could, was a single guitar attack? Really? Really? Whoa, man! Yeah, That's Willie good, man. Mason, the guitar player, is um, is one of my favorite guitar players of all Willie time. Willie sounds like three guitar. <laughs> sounds like three guitar players at once. Well, that's it. If you go through their catalog, I don't think there's like any sort of indication that Willie knows any traditional chords mm. at all. Probably you open know. tunings, I would guess. Um. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, but whenever I, mean, I hear Sonic just, Youth influence, I think open tunings. But maybe that's just me. Yeah. Um, well, I will say this: like you know, if you're um, working for Anagram, it's nice that you only have to carry in one amp and one guitar. <laughs> because that sounds like a lot of um, guitar action. Yeah. And, yeah. And the the drummer, like um, I don't, he got a little cheated there. He got a little buried in the mix, but uh, that's fine. Yeah. Drummers. Drummers are drummers. Yeah, I, I dug that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank, that was cool. Thank you, Dave. Very cool. Um, Anyways, I'll play. I'll, I'll I'll take us to a completely different era of Toronto music. One of the um, bands that essentially I would think would always be called a complete one-hit wonder, and that's uh, Martha and the Muffins, Martha Johnson, mm-hmm. and um, I think just about the entire world world knows Echo Beach, which I first heard. In the when I was a ki- little kid, like an adolescent, and uh, it's kind of a big song of the summer of 1980 in, as a Virginian. Um, but uh, they made a lot of other 
great songs that are completely overlooked. And um, one of them is a song I love off of their, I believe it was their debut, major label debut. Could I could be wrong there, but it was on an album called uh, Dance Park. I think it's French. D-A-N-S-E-P-A-R-C. 1983 on RCA Records. This song is called Obedience by Martha and the Muffins. Goddamn muffins. Yeah, I'm plus out. <laughs> so, Dave, like, um, obviously, this band started around the time you were born. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like they still exist. Like so They're still around? They yeah, I mean I mean, they're still doing stuff. Wow. Like they fall into that category of bands that are wow. still somewhat active. Is there any how does Toronto feel about Martha and the Muffins in general? Just like, oh, that's the band that made Echo Beach, or is there more to it? Um, definitely Echo Beach is still, like, uh, big, gets played on the radio all the time. But, yeah, there's definitely uh, um, uh, people that uh, that they were huge for in this city um, that you know, still sort of hold them as sort of benchmarks of what was going on in the 80s. That's pretty cool because, like, they they were pretty remarkable. And, like, I think, like, as a one-hit wonder band, like, if you dig into their catalog, there is, like, more than just that. There's, like, 15 or 20 at least, like, and I'm no expert, but, like, um, they've made they made a lot of great songs and they made a lot of good albums and, like, when I see that they're still active, that means that you might be on the same festival with them in 2022 with 15,000 people in a park. So that'd be a cool thing to think about. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you can definitely <laughs> hear uh, sort of like uh, sp- specifically in that song, I was like thinking right away like um, uh, of uh, Kate LeBon and, and stuff like that. Like Yeah, definitely. Those, like those sort of sounds, uh, you know, that um are still you know being picked picked up on um i don't know if it's directly or indirectly but uh but yeah that when the song started playing that was like the first thing i thought of yeah cool band martha the muffins more than just echo beach i thought i thought we'd i'd take the opportunity to celebrate them and their merits that's awesome thank you Yeah. yeah And they're a band, I guess in my, my mind, I kind of think of them similar to Romeo Void, uh, who you played not too long ago, Bob. Uh, yeah. You know, one big hit, but uh, kind of have a deeper bench than just that song, and are, uh, have a more interesting story than just that song, too. So, Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to play something from, uh, I guess... Western Canada, I believe oh, yeah, I this said. is a group from Vancouver. I could could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're from Vancouver. Or you could be right. I could be right. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to play Good... Or you may be crazy. I may be crazy. Good Horsey, <laughs> uh, who were around in the early 90s, contemporaries of Pavement and Silver Jews, certainly. And in the home taping scene... You know, they were involved in um, some of the Canadian labels that were Traction Industries in particular, um, which I think was the label run by Justice Shan Farber, who was in the group. He also um, was in a, a group called Neil, Near Castlegar, and he recorded a bunch of noise records under the pseudonym Pork Queen, which you may or may not know. Um, That's news to me. Me, news man. to you. Well, prior to the show, I was doing a little. I was like, because no, no, let me ask Dave real quick. Do you know Good Horsey? I don't know Good Horsey. Okay, cool. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. So yeah, Mike's going to introduce us to Good Horsey from. I think I somewhere out in the western. Part yeah, the and and they recorded uh, a few singles. One of them was on Shrimper. Um, you know, sort of lo-fi 
home recording, but they also recorded a few albums. They they recorded two full lengths. I'm going to play one from their second full length called... When he says Good Horsey, it's G-O-O-D-H-O-R-S-E-Y, Good Horsey. Correct. Yeah, they, they, their first cassette they released under the name of just Horsey, but I guess there was another band. And then, they, then they got good. They had to change their name. So, yeah, they're Good well, maybe Horsey. They just, maybe they just got better at... They, being horsey, so they became good horsey. Entirely possible. So some of their earlier seven inches are under horsey. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Justin Shan Farber, Mark Zabo, who also released a solo CD on Cats of Plate nice. Records. Good Hungarian name. Good Hungarian um, And Max Lee on drums. But it's um, Justice and Mark Zabo kind of go back and forth with uh, songwriting and vocals. And I'll play one. This is one that Justin did. Um, the kind of the difference between the two is Mark is more the songwriter and Justice is kind of more the, um, I don't want to say sonic youth, but like um, more the groove um, writer and kind of more into like, you know, a mood and a feel. So this is one of Justice's songs. It's called Burn Up the Sun. Good horsey. Hope you like it. Thanks, man. Yeah.
So yeah, good horsey. Yeah, I like that. Good. They 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 kind of sound like the band that would um, open up for unrest or mm-hmm. beat happening. Yeah, for sure. And you know, <clears throat> I think Canada. They were the, yeah Vancouver scene. They were kind of. I mean, I don't know. It's always were, been a scene. Yeah, and I don't know if they were very very difficult border to cross. Yeah, I've talked about that. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I've been stripped more in Canada than any other country. <laughs> like Dave, Dave, have you been strip searched in Canada? Uh, no, no, I, I haven't. Well, uh, now let me ask you this: like, at, like you've toured your country, right? Uh, actually, you know, I did more touring in uh, in the states than I actually did uh, in Canada. Um, you know, so have you like uh, played um, Saskatoon? No. Have you played Winnipeg? No. Calgary? Uh, no, I haven't really gone west. I've gone, you know, the uh, sort of like Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. Montreal. Uh, Ottawa has a good gig. Yeah. Occasionally down to Windsor. Yeah, that's kind of localish. But like, uh, so you've never, your drummer, your, is it your drummer that comes from Newfoundland? Is there gigs there? Uh, yeah, Newfoundland is, uh, really hard to get to, especially touring. Um, it's basically as far, uh, northeast, uh, as you can go. So, um, not a lot of bands, unfortunately, make the effort to, uh, to go out there. Um, I did a show, uh, just with him, uh, a couple years ago, just after he moved out. But um, what about Montreal? Like you must play Montreal, right? I have, but only a handful of times. Well, handfuls, plenty of times. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of times. So there's like a scene there in Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah. Montreal's uh, Montreal's always got great stuff going on. But like, if you're in Toronto, so you're in, you're in essentially like the LA slash New York city slash like you're in the hub. So like things come to you. Yeah. So like you'd rather play shows like in Detroit or Chicago than you would like traveling around Canada or, you know what I'm saying? Well, um, it's not so much, uh, like what's your favorite place to play, play in the United States. I went down to, uh, uh, South by Southwest, which was awesome. That's cool. What year was that? Like in the but last few years? That is uh no. This this was uh back with another blue door, so that would have been two thousand four. Right. I actually played um with um uh Preston School of Industry there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it was funny because um um It's funny because you blew him off the stage. No, uh uh <laughs> His label's uh, showcase was directly before our label's showcase at the same venue. So it was pretty much packed. Um, and then uh, we went on and the room cleared out. And oh, then for fuck's the sakes. room uh, <laughs> filled up uh, for the rest of the bands on our label's showcase. But it uh, was a whole lot of fun. And the other gig there was at a uh, sushi restaurant in the middle of the afternoon for some reason. 
There you go. I played. I played. Payment played Saskatoon one time in '94. We played at the university, and um, there were some like rambunctious, like, like hate indie rock punk dude in the front row, like with both middle fingers raised during the entire show. There's like 300 kids there, and like this guy stood in front of our bass player Mark, who's in the middle with both of his middle fingers raised to make a point that kind of like indie rock sucks. <laughs> and um, like halfway through the set, like Mark reached out and while playing bass, grabbed one of his middle fingers during, I can't even remember what fucking song it was for the duration of the song. And then the kid like worriedly snuck away, like somewhat humiliated. <laughs> It was a, me- a memorable awesome. moment in Saskatoon. Uh, um, and um, the Winnipeg border, I can tell you that story later on the show, but say la vie, I think you're, are you up next, Dave? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and and next- what the message is, it's like, don't fucking play Saskatoon. <laughs> Although you can drive like 100 miles an hour if your van will allow it. Yeah, that's the thing with going west. There's a uh, there's, there's five dollars speeding long, tickets. Uh, long drives with uh, with nothing for hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been there, dude. It was insane. Like, and I did a lot of the driving. You know, <laughs> man, <clears throat> it was crazy. But anyways, <laughs> uh. Next, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Fifth Column, which is uh, sort of how I mentioned in the beginning. Um, These uh, women are very influential, but uh, as they were um, uh, pretty much a DIY outfit, um, um, a lot of their stuff is hard to find right now. Um, sort of uh, started in the early 80s, uh, precursor to uh, sort of the Riot Girl uh, movement. And uh, I picked the first song off their second album, which came out in 1990, uh, called She Said Boom. Cool.
Fifth column. Fifth column. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, Dave, did you ever have the opportunity to see them live? No. Uh, A little before your time? or Yeah, I think their last record uh, was 95 or 96, which is probably like when I first started going to shows. Um, and that last record, I think, came out on K. Um, mm-hmm. the, the earlier stuff was sort of uh, um, local independent uh, yeah, are they still uh, around? Like, uh, are they are they revered as local legends? Oh, definitely. Uh, there's actually um, a record store, used record store in Toronto called She Said Boom, <laughs> uh, um, and uh, and again, their sort of influence on, um, um, uh, like I said, like Riot Girl. Um, it's like women-led punk rock. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and UK, even like, like, you know, I think owned but even basically... Like kind of pro-lesbian as well, right? Yeah, even sort of like the start of like, uh, uh, I guess what they now call uh, queer core. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they were very big into like zine culture back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Um, making their own Super 8 films to project during their shows. Uh, That's badass. I wish you'd seen them. There (laughs) is a (laughs) filmmaker by the name of uh, Bruce LaBruce, who makes a lot of uh, um, uh, gay pornography, essentially. But he used to have, like, columns in, like, the weekly uh, Toronto papers, and he would actually be a a go-go boy dancer for them. So there's a nice, nice. There's a you know, they're sort of legendary in Toronto, but again, because they self-released all this stuff, uh, the records are very hard to find. You know, mm-hmm. if you see them on Discogs, they're super expensive, and uh, so like in Mike's price range, like the five hundred to eight dollar, eight hundred dollar price range. I don't yeah, go that far. <laughs> definitely the uh, collector market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um, too bad. But yeah, another cool thing which I didn't realize until uh, after the fact that I picked uh, um, uh, uh, to play them is that um, a guy I know who's very talented uh, actually recorded uh, um, Fifth Column as well as Anagram. Uh, oh, wow. Pete Hudson. So, uh, you know. What's his name? What's his name? Peter Hudson. Oh, cool. And uh, the now, like, do, you know the who, uh, fifth, do you know the members of Fifth Column? No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought about um, having like um, when when you start playing live again, like having films projected behind the the Dave Scunderberg sh- show? Uh, That'd be kind of cool, man. It, it would be. Because like in an ideal world, when you go up on stage, Dave, like you you want it to be like a three or a four piece band, like. Like, well, uh, we were, uh, um, you know, By Divine Right is a three-piece band, and then Adding Me On uh, uh, would be a four-piece, but we also had, like, three backing vocalists on every song. Um, uh, it's hard to travel with them, Dave. You know, you'd have a touring <laughs> unit there, like three or four, you know. Yeah. Pile them in the van with all the gear, you know. Let's go to Manitoba. <laughs> you know, 
Come on, mate. It's uh, it, you're starting to turn into Arcade Fire now. You know, you got you got the three piece, then you got you and the three backing vocalists. You might need like cello and yeah my friend laura played sax on a couple songs yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend steve played lap steel on a couple songs on the record let me uh, ask you this what's the best small venue in toronto right now like if things were open like let's just say like it's um let's say it's uh march 18th of 2022 and everything didn't get shut down what's the best place to play in toronto well uh uh, lately, where our release was planned to be is uh, the Monarch Tavern. Are they going to uh, survive? Are they going to survive? Uh, I think so. I think so. I know yeah. they've been doing uh, some sort of like uh, live broadcast of bands uh, uh, from that venue. Uh, cool. That's cool. The lockdown, which is good. And make sure you get involved with that, Dave. You know, I mean, I like, could. I could. Yeah. You can take it off the couch, you know, you can bring the dog down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not trying to hustle your book here, but I'm just saying like, you know, come on, Dave. Like, you know, you can sit off the couch there and like you know, three songs pod is could, one thing, but you, like you can do a live stream from your kitchen, man. Yeah. It's true. Uh Jose and I actually talked about doing something uh back in the fall. Uh but Never got around to it. Well, well soon, soon it will be spring. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Wait, and let me ask you this. I'm in Des Moines where the temperature is currently minus six. What's the temperature in Toronto? That's interesting. I'm going to have to uh, translate from uh, <laughs> Well, no, I can Celsius. do Celsius for you. <laughs> what are you in Celsius? Uh, let's see here. Right now I'm minus six. Mm. Yes, you're you're you well, you're doing quite well. Pretty yeah, toasty t- compared to here. Today yeah. is uh it was a pretty mild day uh compared to the last few, yeah. Yeah, and, what, and what's your do you, do you have to do a day job from home or do you have to uh, go to work? Yeah, uh not from home. I I work at actually at a music store um uh in uh Pickering, which again is is just a bit uh, east of here. Uh, yeah, you know we're in lockdown, but we're doing like curbside and and uh, web orders right now. How's business? You know we we did okay uh, during uh, all this. You yeah. know uh, rentals and lessons are obviously like a a big part of our business, which has you don't do up. lessons. You do do you lesson? Do you do do lessons yourself? No, no. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, you know, those are a little, little bit down, but uh, but people are stuck at home, so they're ordering uh, instruments and and equipment to do podcasts like this. So, you know, cool. People being stuck at home is actually a, a bit of a a plus for uh, for music uh, music uh, equipment sales, I guess. Well, no, 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 but let me ask you another question about Canada and the the coronavirus like what's the vaccine plan like in terms of your own personal availability uh, it's like like i think uh uh i think i'll be pretty low down on the the list uh but um it's sort of a, a slow uh roll up yeah because everything's uh everything that canada is getting i guess is getting imported from europe 
which there's been delays on. Yeah, um, same here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I but, don't know yeah. about the sources, but like hospital uh, workers and uh, and uh, long-term care homes are. Uh, uh, I think they want to have done by the end of the end of uh, the month. Cool. And uh, it'll get sorted from there, I suppose. But uh, so basically, your situation's the same as ours. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. I mean, which is interesting yeah. to know. Like, I'm not yeah. going to ask you about Canadian cuisine until after the next song. I'm going to play a song um, <laughs> by. Um, I'll go, in fact, uh, let's go with Sloan, Mike. Um, okay, got it. Left of center. Let's go to uh, yeah, left of center off their. Um, I think it's their first album, Smeared. We're talking early '90s indie rock, the band that was huge. I'll be very interested to hear what Dave uh, says and thinks about them because, like, in a lot of ways, they're like '90s alternative rock stars in Canada. Sloan, who made the move from only one guy, I think, from Nova Scotia. And I think they're pretty much became a Toronto band. But anyways, this is a left of center off of Smeared by Slim. song great band yeah so like when you think of them like sloan you you, you dug them because they are like big yeah 
Yeah, for sure. And you saw them live, right? Oh yeah, a uh, number of times. Um, like they're very like like Chris, Patrick, Andrew, and Jay. They're like very good musicians. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and you know these guys? Um, I've met uh, I've met some of them. I wouldn't say I know them, uh, but. Um, my buddy uh, Steve, who played uh, Lap Steel on uh, on a couple tracks on Let It Beak, and was in another Blue Door with myself, um, was was their guitar tech for a long time. Um, my other friend Ryan Hazlitt uh, was their live sound guy for a long time, and ended up uh, recording a lot of their um, uh, later records. So. Um, so they're properly revered as like a great Canadian band. Oh yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's very cool to know. Because cool. like um, you know, for me, like you know, because they were part of when I was doing music and you know actively and like you know, I never came across them personally, but like always had like you know a certain amount of respect um, for them and and Doug. Uh, you know, few of the records, like, um, I wouldn't say I'm a completist, um, but like, I just thought Sloan was always a really cool band. I love that song. Yeah. It's a, it's a great track. That whole smeared is, uh, it's almost a shame that they sort of, uh, shied away from that record a lot. Uh, I think so they, like, they, they were faced with the industry later because they were in that sort of like next Nirvana group with pavement and like a hundred other bands. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And smeared is, is like a very nineties record. Totally. Uh, um, you know, very dirty guitars and so on. And sort of, uh, the record. Well, not after that that, dirty, really, because it's like really clean, you know, but like they didn't need to clean up their act. They need to sort of like stay there. I, I guess I sort of meant in like a uh, guitar tone sense. No, right. not yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, of course, the second record, uh, twice removed, is is a lot uh, um, cleaner. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and In then, layman's terms. Yeah. But I mean, if if you talk to uh, a dozen Sloan fans and and ask them what their favorite Sloan album is, you'll probably get a dozen different answers. Cool, but Smeared's your favorite, mine too. Smeared is is one. Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite. That's the thing. It's it's like. Um, well, do you want to play another Sloan track from a, a different album? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. If, uh, sure. If uh, we could. Yeah. Uh, we we'll can, double bubble slow. We can do it. You know, awesome. Yeah. Uh, put me on the spot. I gotta think of something quick. Uh, <laughs> well, not well, really. We can, I mean, yeah, you can think so about you, it. We you can, can talk too. You can think of it. Yeah, you can think I, about it. Like during. I I always thought of them. Am I am I crazy? But I always in my mind connected them with Eric Strip. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, great band. Uh, one of my favorites. And I mean, you could do a show just on uh, Eric's trip uh, offshoots if you wanted. There's so much great stuff. Are they are yeah, they I mean, still like, remembered? It seems to me they're a little forgotten, right? Or are they still kind of revered in Canada? Oh yeah, um, yeah? Eric's trip's huge, um, 
And then, of course, all the offshoots, uh, Rick White starting Elevator after that. Uh, Julie Dwaran has a, uh, a great career. Um, she also played in another band with a friend of mine called uh, Shotgun and Jaybird, which is amazing. You know, there, there's so many links that come out of, uh, of, of that band. Cool. Nice family tree. I, uh, I, yeah, I hadn't been planning on playing Eric's trip, but for whatever reason... Uh, well, actually, like, this, this is kind of an interesting point in the show. Like, um, you can go anywhere. Dave, Dave can choose <laughs> after your next song whether yeah. to play another song by Sloan, not okay. off of Smeared, yeah. or you can play a song, his favorite Eric's trip song. So, like, okay, yeah. Choose your own adventure, Dave. Yeah. In the meantime, think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Your mind. Think about it while I play. I play. I'm going to play a solo song from a member of Stars and Broken Social Scene, who we we hinted at a little earlier. Yes, yeah. Broken uh, Social Scene. I played with them. Yeah. Very nice people. Uh, Amy Milan, Milan Milan. Oh. Um, she put out a uh, solo record in 2006. Very country tinge to it, uh, and I really, really dig it. Uh, and I'm going to play a song. Okay, from a nice, it. nice uh, a pivot. Uh, yeah, considering all the chaos that we played throughout the course of the show. Chaos. We'll yeah. Relax. We'll sit back. Relax. Sit back. Relax. Fill your cocktail. F- fill it up. In fact, yeah. in fact, with with a hint to what the song is about, maybe pour a little whiskey because the song oh, is. Oh my lord. The song is called "He Brings Out the Whiskey in Me." Um, there you go. From from oh, Amy baby. Amy Milan's 2006 record called "Honey from the Tombs." Here you go. Yeah. He brings out the whiskey.
just a pretty little song. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, have you guys heard any of her stuff as solo stuff? No, no I have. Now you have. Uh, I was gonna. So I was gonna. Do you I mind like if that, that's out the 2006 album called what? Uh, Honey from the Tombs. I'll play one more oh. from it. I was gonna play this one actually, but it's less than two minutes long, and I decided I wanted to give her a little bit more airspace. But since you like it so much, I'll play this one if you don't mind. Because um, it's like sh- we're gonna say no. It's short, I mean, like- and it and it mentions horse racing. So there you go, Bob. I own, I own a. Um, share of a Canadian harness horse, a newly turned two-year-old called uh, Tioga Sunshine. Oh, beautiful. Well, think of this, yeah. think of that horse while you're hearing Amy yeah, Milan play, um, th- this is her song called Two-year-old Ru- Philly Trotter, Ruby, hey, Dave. Ruby hey, 2, Ruby 2. for her next tour with this Philly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you bet on her. Okay, yeah. I will. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um so yeah, here, check check it out. Ruby 2, Amy Milan. Come along, Ruby, where have you gone? You got eyes like the North Dakota sun. You got lips like an ocean and skin like the rain. Whole lot of whiskey and wine and propane. Took me to Nashville to sing with the band. Then you left me in Tulsa, sleeping in the van Dollar and the daisies, all that you left Lock up my heart and forget about the rest Lock up my heart, forget about the rest Yeah, perhaps Canadian country music is way better than U.S. country music at this point. <laughs> Industry. I don't know. Could could be, but um, I just love that record, and I don't know. Yeah, Amy Mullen, A M Y M I, like the Dub- famous Northern Italian fashion city, Milan. Except she has two L's, and that fashion city oh, only yeah, has one L. L. Yeah, double L, double L. Uh, yeah. So yeah. she's Toronto based, right? Uh, I'm not too sure. Maybe, or, yeah. Uh, I thought stars were Montreal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you're right. I but think you're right. Not a lot of people nice correction. between uh, <laughs> the uh, the two cities, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was very familiar with stars and Brooklyn social scene, but I'd never heard that, uh, the the Amy Milan solo stuff, so that's it's, that's great. Cool. I'm going to have to check oh, out yeah. more of that. It's it's Might really have to good. Fire a background singer and hire her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but anyways, uh, is it going to be Eric Chipper Slim? Yeah. 
let's go Eric's Trip because that's uh, they were definitely uh, one of the many bands I had on my list of stuff to potentially play. Okay. Um, um, but, but, but let's go uh, to the Purple Blue album, uh, I Shut. Okay. Look, I've got I it. Shut. I've got what it ready. Year would you, what year do you think this is? Uh, it's going to be mid nineties. I want to say mid nineties. Ninety five or ninety six. Give Mike an opportunity to cue it up. Yeah, no, uh, I, I got it. Uh, uh, we're we're ready. Mike, I, I think it's ninety. Uh, oh no, release ninety six. There you go, ninety six. It's a short one, so um, only a minute thirty seven. But let's let's rock it. Hell yeah, yeah. man! Here you go. Choice. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm glad I mentioned them, and I'm glad that you were thinking about playing them, Dave, because uh, it's a good opportunity to just throw them in, even unplanned. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's a great small label um, called uh, uh, Blue Fog um, that uh, Rick White from Eric's Trip. I don't know if he like owns it or just is uh heavily uh involved in it uh but they are reissuing a lot of the old uh eric strip stuff on vinyl right now oh cool yeah so it's blue uh, fog They're, that's like band camp like get... i don't know if they have a band camp it's one of those labels that is amazing and uh bad at the same time because <laughs> uh they release this stuff but there's not really any press for it <laughs> so right you sort of uh come across uh uh this stuff and uh so like broker by the time like you bro- like my label broker ship is like the blue fog of the united states yeah sort of where you know by the time you find out that they've put something out and you go to the site to check it out uh there's a good chance that it's sold out already well, then then they're doing something right. They don't they don't need the promotion yeah, if it's yeah, already yeah, sold yeah, out. Yeah, no, yeah. The fog's like in the early drug city, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so sorry, sorry about the Burger Simpson analogy. They're the drag city. Of Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Somebody sold out. Whoa. Selling <laughs> something out. Oh my lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I think I lost track of where we are. So, Dave, you get to go again. Oh, Dave pick again? Yeah, you get to go again. That was a little side side note. You, you, um, it's like he finished last in the league. He gets two consecutive yeah, draft picks. Yeah, you get two, two, two consecutive draft picks here, Dave. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Uh, so my last pick is um, uh, the Diableros uh, through the foam. Uh, this band uh, was fronted by a uh, very good friend of mine, Peter Carmichael, who uh, passed away unexpectedly last January. Um, uh, he was in a number of bands. Uh, Bless him. Another yeah. Blue Door with myself. Um, but um, the Diableros is probably what uh, he's most known for. And this is off the first record called You Can't Break the Strings on Our Olympic Heart. Now, what year? What year?
Diabolaris. Smoke. So, Di- Diabolaris, spell that for me, uh, Dave. D i a b l e r o s. And and Bob asked right as we were starting. Didn't I? I of course played it and didn't get, give you a chance to answer. But uh, what year was that? Uh, the record was self released in two thousand four, I think, and then uh, um, another independent label sort of did a bit of a wider release in two thousand and six. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Totally dig that. Uh, Peter. Uh, and, and how many Your records did they have? Yeah. Uh, two full lengths and one EP. Um, the lineup slightly varies on each one. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, um, it's uh, it's all very uh, Pete. Um, That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I dig that. Thanks for sharing that one. One thing I want, yeah, it was, it was great. And I, obviously... It's your mate, you know, so in rest of soul. Um, I do wonder why, like, a lot of the things we played tonight on the show, that the drummers in these bands all sound like they're not playing drums. sounds like they're playing cardboard boxes. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like, it, it, it is that because was... of the uh, cold temperature up there? I mean, like, it does sound like I don't he- like, it's not my headphones because, like, it was, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, it was, the a, it, was a, it was a style for a while, engineering Maybe style, it's right? just like this thing, and maybe Husker Du started, even though Grand Hart is one hell of a drummer, but like, um, it is it is strange, but it's kind of a strange effect. Like, um, anyways. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I digress. Um, I digress, you know, as I do, you know. Uh, Pete was uh, such... Um, a particular uh, musician that I know for a fact, especially with this band, like he was very, very uh, particular about uh, uh, the way everything sounded like the, the drums uh, getting the Farfisa organs. Um, yeah, the organs, everything sounds amazing except for the drums. But like, so I assume that, that Pete, he played the guitar and sang. Yeah. 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 They wrote the songs. Yeah. Yeah, Diabolera is fantastic. That was cool. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to um actually a band that started in British Columbia and I believe sort of made their course during their brief existence in, in Montreal, a city that you've played in. I played in once. Um actually the best Peruvian meal I've ever had in my life was in Montreal, if you can imagine that. But um I'm going to play the Unicorns, who are a band that existed just a, for a handful of years in the early... You can correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Um, band that kind of cut their teeth, like, opening for the aforementioned Arcade Fire and Decemberis, and I don't know if they're still going, but I'm going to play a song off their 2003 album with a very interesting title. The album title is called Who Will Cut Your Hair Once We're Gone, and this song is called Tough Ghost by the Unicorns.
Yeah, the unicorns. Kind of rock and kind of dancey. Yeah, delightfully wacky. The unicorns. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Great band. Yeah, you've seen them. No, I never saw them. <laughs> this has yeah. turned into <laughs> this has turned into let's play songs for Dave and just say, have you seen this band? Have you seen this? <laughs> well, because like you know, these, these bands are Canadian bands, and like you know, I know, I know, I just I love it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it is, but I, like I've seen Canadian bands, like, uh, but you know, not that many. And like, you know, Dave lives up there, but like, like uh, there's that, you know. But who knows, you know? It's, yeah. What are, what are What are we gonna do? What are, What are we gonna do? Um, what are we gonna do? Well, I, I'm I'm loving it. I'm gonna play my last song, and you know what I'm gonna do? So this is a band. Uh, strangely, it's Amy taken. Milan. Amy I've I've already played her. I'm not going to play her again, yeah, but yet. Right, write it down. Check it out after the show. Um, yeah, but it's trip. it's taken me 150 episodes to play the Sadies, and not because of my lack of love for the Sadies, but you mentioned them several times. I have mentioned them. The Sadies, the Sadies are they're a great band. I've seen them live. They're an incredible live band. Um, but did you see them live in Canada with I, Dave? I did not. I saw them in Portland at yes. the 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 much beloved and um, sadly missed. Uh, it's no longer around the Blackbird in in Portland on uh, Sandy Boulevard. But uh, no, good old Sandy Boulevard. Um, but no, I had I had been wanting to play them for a long time, and when Dave was going to come on the show, I mentioned, you know, I think I'm playing, I'm going to play the Sadies, and his first response is, oh, they're my favorite band. So, yeah, the Sadies, the S A D I E S. That's Sadies. correct. So what I did was I said, okay, Dave, I'm deferring to you. They're your favorite oh, band. Oh, we've already deferred to Dave several. We times. we have. It's been the Dave Dave Schoonderbeek show. Um, I think it's because his dog bandit like from the painting in the uh 
original video. His dog looks very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. His 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 dog said you have to let Dave pick the song. So Dave chose. It's like a mix of seven seven violent dogs, and he sits right next to Dave. Yeah. So yeah. so Dave picked um, the the Sadie song that I want to play. Let's play it now, and then we'll talk about it after. Uh, from the Favorite Colors LP. This is the Sadie's and Translucent Sparrow. Sadie's just epic, great pick. Definitely, yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, favorite colors is my favorite album of all time. What year? That was two thousand and three. Whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never heard it before. Do you know the Sadie's, Bob? Sounds way older. Sounds way older. They've, no, I don't know the Sadie. They've got a classic. Sorry, sorry, Dave. They've got a classic feel to them, and you know they they've got kind of that country th- vibe going. But they they did an album with um, Andre Williams, 
of course. You in, know, fair, in fairness to Dave, I can't hear the influence on Dave's music. You know, uh, yeah, I I hear this kind of um, breezy Neil Young sort of feel. And yeah, maybe, so like, let's ask uh, Dave about Neil Young. Like, he's definitely <laughs> the most famous Canadian rocker of all time. Probably, yeah. yeah. Joni's up so there, like, right? Yeah, uh, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell. Uh, yeah, but Neil Young, come on. I mean, yeah. Like, with all due respect to Joni Mitchell, like... The Sadies actually uh, backed up Neil Young on a band tribute album um, a few years ago. I mean, the Sadies have done... They've backed up John Doe. They've backed up John Langford. They've backed up Andre Williams. They've put out a bunch of their own fantastic records. Uh, Nico Case. Yeah. Um, right. And a cool thing, if, if you'll indulge me a little bit, just to... Well, uh, we'll indulge you. We'll definitely indulge We'll indulge you. away, yeah. Play some uh, <laughs> connections uh, for tonight. Um, so, uh, before the Sadies... Um, what about Simply Saucer? Do you, you love Simply Saucer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simply Saucer is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, Dallas Good from the Sadies uh, was in a band called uh, Phonocomb, um, and the bass player. Who was it? What was it called? Phonocomb. Yeah. And uh, the bass player in Phonocomb uh, in their later years was uh, Beverly Breckenridge from Fifth Column. Mm. Whoa! Here we go, Dave's time. Look at this. Um, it's like a perfect film. Like there's. <laughs> A Sadie's side project called The Unintended, which is basically all of the Sadie's with Rick White from Eric's Trip and Holy uh, shit, Greg Keeler of together. Romeo. <laughs> and, yeah. um, it's like a Canadian indie rock supergroup of sorts. As yeah. uh, the very early Sadie's, the original drummer was uh, Andrew Scott from Sloan. Ah. And the guy, yeah, yeah, he's a great old drummer, you know, fantastic. And, and didn't Dallas Good? We haven't even mentioned. Didn't Dallas Good play with Daniel Romano, who we've mentioned many times on many different podcasts? He's a great pizza guy, Daniel Romano. <laughs> I am not sure on that. I definitely saw Daniel Romano open for um, the Sadies and Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Ah. Um, um, so we there is very nice. possibly a connection there. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, the, the Sadies, you should check them out, Bob. I think you would really dig them. They've been around for forever. They've played with so many 3,000 years. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and obviously they, um, the members have played with pretty much everybody in Canada at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, you missed it. <laughs> Uh, incredible lineup. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyways, well, Dave had the tune picked out. That's right. Um, and do you remember that bit? Which bit? <laughs> Dave, do you remember that part where you picked the song already? I'm uh, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm mean, gonna have to roll it back. I yeah. Mean, there was a, like. I'm I'm lost I'm lost because I dropped out there for a second. So I didn't know that you dropped out. I thought help, it was just like help. Yeah, no, I know. So 
Uh, I was rambling on about all the <laughs> the various cities connections with all the. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so let's go back. Right. right. Uh, I, I that was I dropped out right after that, and that's when I asked about the Dallas Good playing or Dallas Good playing with Daniel Romano. So I got all of those different connections, um, but then I, I I don't know where we go from there. Uh, we can go. Well, to, Dave was going to play a song. Okay. Uh, I was. <laughs> were you? No, you've Dave's Dave's done all of his three, right? And I think I ended up getting sick somehow. Yeah, you. I think we you, talked about Neil Young. We talked. Yeah, I I was there for all that stuff. So I'm just trying to figure out how we. I mean, do we end it? Do we have any other songs to go? I've played my three. You played. I'm Bob, done. Yeah. Bob, no, yeah. I'm so done. we're done. Yeah. So we can we can just. Uh, I'll edit this. We'll find a way to. Um, kind of splice it oh, together, but I know, I know, I know the lead back yeah, in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this has been a fantastic pleasure for me, Dave. I really enjoyed you coming on our show and talking yeah, about thanks. all this, a lot, Dave. all yeah, this Canadian a lot, music Dave. and um, your experience and playing your stuff and uh, yeah, thank you. Oh yeah. no problem, anytime. It only so took any, me about uh, 10 minutes to come up with a list of about 60 bands that I could play. So anytime uh, anytime you want to do this again, I'm around. Okay. Got a hell of a musical, musical arsenal over there. But um, what I'd like to say is, Dave, like when things get up and rolling again, we want to get you out on the road and uh, we want people to listen to your music. So like, what's the best way, your Bandcamp page, what is it? Uh <laughs> It's funny. I gotta look it up. I believe it's uh, Scoonderbeak with BDR. Ah, yeah. So put that on there, and then like, uh, do you have a booking agent, or do you do it yourself? No, I'm uh, very much uh, uh, DIY at this point. Yeah. So like, uh, give give us an email address. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Scoonder at Gmail dot com. That's S C H O O N D E R at gmail.com yeah that's that's easier um i'm looking up the Bandcamp right now it is yes schoonderbeek with bdr.bandcamp.com buy it let it beak yeah it's a great album one of my favorites of 2020 so uh, more people actually uh pick another one we'll end the show with an outro of uh from that album how about your favorite mike oh one Boy, you're putting me on the spot now. Um, well, you can't miss. You can't miss. That's true. Uh, let me let me pull it up. Uh, how about uh, let's end it with Pearly Gates? What do you think about that one, Dave? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Great to have you. Man. All right. Talk to you soon. Look yeah. Forward to meeting you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Love you it. too. Stay well, guys. You too. Take care. Uh-huh.